Welcome to the Morning Announcements, your MBPR. We're your hosts, Canny and EJ. We're back after our brief holiday hiatus. We were planning on talking about Animal Crossing, but something amazing happened recently, so we stopped the presses. <laughs> Elliot Page! Elliot fucking Page. This week is all about trans positivity. Yes. We're talking about Elliot's news, our favorite trans media, and some of the other trans celebs out there paving the way yes. for the rest yes. of us. Yes, yes, Without further ado, here's this week's episode of The Morning Announcements. this week about our topic i feel so Me good too. about it um because we've been wanting to do a trans episode for a while because we are trans and call ourselves mbpr yes <laughs> it's important to us we we've come at everything with that angle but we haven't had like an episode centered around transness and trans positivity but now we have uh, a good reason to exactly we really do so a couple weeks ago, December 1st, uh, Elliot Page announced in this very beautiful letter um, that he was coming out as transgender and prefers he, they pronouns. And yeah, it was the biggest news for me that day, that month, this year. It's like definitely going to be one of the highlights of my year. Yeah, it was so sweet and just like so vulnerable and yes um and the response to it was just incredible like Uh, everybody was so kind a majority of news outlets didn't dead name him yes which is Um, a huge step forward huge step forward and also like the fact that netflix because he's in umbrella for those of you who don't know who elliot page is he's in um he was nominated for an oscar for his performance in juno and was the star of that film and um, plays Vanya on the Umbrella Academy, which we I love that show. Um, I love Vanya. I do too. And also, first of all, portraying this female character as a lesbian, so that's really awesome. We love women love women representation. Is Vanya officially a lesbian? I think so. I mean, well, I guess maybe bisexual because yeah. she did have a male partner in the previous season, but... Yeah, yeah, but I'm wondering, is that, was that her, like, experimenting? This is a side note, but, like, That's was that fair. Vanya experimenting and, like, I don't trying know. to do, I don't know, I, because I she had never vibe. been given attention before, so, like. Yeah, but she also didn't really know who she was, so it wasn't like she had her past hang-ups, so, like, she kind of didn't have her memory, and she just, it's almost like this very pure sense of her sexual expression and attraction, because she's. True. Got kind of like a clean slate at the beginning of season two. Um, mm-hmm. And I appreciate that, like, uh, Netflix was like, this is our hero, you know, like, congrats, Elliot. So amazing. Um, it was I had so a, cool. I had a friend um, who lives in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and that's where Elliot Page is from. And his high school has this sign up right now that says, we celebrate you, Elliot Page, Shambhala School of Class of 2005. Like, that's amazing. I never, like, just that positive reception alone, congratulating someone for finding their gender identity, um, which 
we can explain really quickly um, gender identity and gender expression because that's something I think for people who maybe are cis listening to us who don't really know the intricacies of uh, gender and the way we represent, we, the way we express ourselves, gender identity is basically your internal, the, the way you feel inside. So I identify as trans non-binary because inside I feel all sorts of different ways. Um, some people identify as gender fluid. Some people identify as transgender because they were, you know, the gender they were assigned at birth doesn't match their internal expression um, and then or their internal identity. And then gender expression is really like the external way you present your gender to other people. So some stereotypical gender expressive things are like the way you wear your hair, the types of shoes and clothes you wear. Do you wear makeup or not? Um, society is kind of assigned labels to these things. And so we use them to express gender. Um, so the term transgender is not really indicative of gender expression or sexual orientation, um, hormonal makeup, physical anatomy, or like how one is perceived throughout life. The term transgender is more about gender identity. So like the internal, like how you feel inside. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and like, I've had a lot of gender turmoil over the mm. course of the past three years, four years. <laughs> I love that term, um, gender turmoil. Yeah, gender turmoil. Um, and I kind of settled on like gender fluid, trans non-binary, et cetera, like that little boat that yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Um, but I kind of, I'm still learning more about myself. It's still the world of like, non-binary is so difficult to navigate mm. sometimes it's very because vast. like well and also like people expect androgyny from mm. non-binary mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. and um and a lot of like the trans community particularly non-binary people are trying to break down that yes. stereotype totally and be like um it's about it's not about gender expression it's about mm -hmm. identity exactly not about your and, external physical appearance it's about your internal self yeah and also yeah and also like you have this you have this um preconceived notion that and also like primarily in media it's a um, generally AFAB, um, assigned female at birth, mm -hmm. um, person with short hair, mm -hmm. who's skinny and white, mm -hmm. and that's, like, the idea of androgyny. Bow tie? With a bow tie. I've never worn a bow tie but in my life. I would just like to put that out I have. <laughs> I've worn um, button-ups, though. I definitely, when I first came out, I was like, I need to fit in this gender expression of what I think non-binary means, which is, like you're saying, short hair. I, I wanted to be thinner. I wanted to appear very mask, very masculine. Trans mask is how some people identify. Um, I like non-binary because I do appreciate different parts of myself in my gender. Um, but most of the time, I kind of feel like both genders at the same time. Like I feel bi-gender mm -hmm. sometimes where 
I inhabit male and female. And so it's like not really binary because it's both and neither. I don't know. And yeah. And um, I do think that having reps who meet trans trans representatives in the media who either transition or don't transition, they transition some in some capacity um, coming. Your transition doesn't have to be physical. I think that's a big lesson. Yeah, it's great to see more non-androgynous, non-binary rep in the media. Yeah, non- for non-androgynous. Sure. <laughs> non-androgynous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. One other thing about Elliot Page that I just wanted to talk about. So, like, aside from his filmography, I really loved... He had this show on Vice with another queer actor. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but um, the show called Gaycation, where they would travel around. They were, like, friends who would go to different countries and talk to trans people and talk to queer people and get the experience. And it was just, like kind of dangerous at times and really required a lot of emotional vulnerability as a queer person to go and do this work but I feel like as Elliot's letter indicated like being a white trans person means that you need to be a very strong ally for your uh, trans friends of color and you know it's just there's a lot of work that still needs to be done and he has expressed so much interest and shown action and willingness to do that work. And I think we need more of that in like white trans folks and trans um, white, white allies in general in the media. But yeah, I just wanted to add that I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I do. I do wonder sometimes like how he felt in his roles. Mm, Yeah. Cause like he's played, primarily female roles yeah um and it's doubtful that like vanya's gender will switch Mm. so i wonder although i feel like it it could happen though because they're writing it as it goes right but for me personally like it's more about like what's the intention of the person speaking to me Mm. like if they understand that i'm trans and they understand that i'm Mm non-binary and they say something gendered to me Mm -hmm. if i know that they're not saying it to misgender me yeah so like if a gay friend of mine says girl Mm -hmm. then i'm like okay like i understand you know that i'm not a girl yeah yeah totally but so i wonder if it's kind of like that yeah intention versus impact you know like the intention behind what somebody means can change the way it impacts you like if you get misgendered by somebody who yeah that's a perfect example because there's a lot of but oh go ahead well it but also like it's that's a double-edged sword because sometimes like if someone misgenders you and they know better and you, then that can be hurtful. Mm. So it's... Yeah. Like, I feel more like gendered language, like girl or dude or whatever, that's different than somebody mm. blatantly using the wrong pronouns for me or accidentally using the wrong pronouns for me and they know better. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a big... So, like you're saying, it, it definitely depends on, you know... There's also a lot of people like if you're if 
your friend who does know better misgenders you, like, in my experience, nine times out of ten, that person will apologize. Mm -hmm. Like, that person almost apologizes every time. And when they don't, it's really when I know that people need to do more work. Yeah, absolutely. No, I totally, I, yeah, and I'm, I'm not saying that, like, if they apologize, like, it's the end of the world, but, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it still stings a little because it's like, hey, I've told you this thing like 80,000 times. Right. And you still. Anyway, that's verging into sad territory, so I'm not <laughs> even going to go there. Being misgendered um, is often a, uh, a byproduct of being trans non-binary because you exist in this liminal space. But that actually translates pretty well to the media that I was going to bring to the table um, because we talked about some of our favorite trans media of late that we've been um, consuming to kind of re-energize ourselves um, and like find these moments of belonging in pieces of media that we consume. So the one I was going to talk about um, is this essay in a queer witchcraft anthology and it's called The Transgender Body as holy and liminal witchcraft. So it kind of deals with this idea of being like liminal and existing in this strange space where maybe people don't know how to gender you, but finding the magic within yourself despite that, um, which I'm like so excited to talk about if you couldn't tell. Yeah, for sure. Cause queer witches. For sure, for sure, for sure. For, Cause queer witches. Right? Yes. This anthology is very good. There have been several really great um, essays and this one is written by Desmond Stern who is a trans man and he calls it a love letter and he says I contend that we must embrace our transgender bodies and all their otherness as holy tools in our witchcraft using our bodies as the conduits for magic that they are requires full embrace of and full habitation within those bodies yet we live in a society that defines even transgender body ideals by cisgender standards But transgender bodies exist in a liminal space, unique to each person, between binaries and outside of expectations, not unlike the world between worlds of the witch. My body, I have always felt, is not only transgender, but also transcendent. I am not the definitions that have been ascribed to me. I inhabit myself, and I am made whole by the very thing which labels me, according to hegemony, less than whole. I am male of center. I have a woman's history. I have a queer life. The word queer refers to mystery. And what could possibly embody witchcraft more? Isn't that nice. so fucking cool? It is really cool. And then later in this essay, he gives like uh, a right to help empower you and like um, inhabit your, your physical body better. And I wish that more like this was so affirming because I feel like so much of it um, that was the trans this is the trans media that I've been consuming lately that has kind of been shifting I'm I'm trying to shift my body perspective and that's been really helping and I think it's wonderful to think of your trans self and your your body as it is as a magic circle like yeah definitely going to carry that with me yeah it's it's hard sometimes to like Like, when it comes to feeling at home in your own body, Mm. like, sometimes it's hard to to feel that way. For sure. So, thinking of it like, 
acknowledging that you do you live in this liminal space but recognizing that that's not a bad thing yeah and that you don't have to be out of the liminal space in order to be a person yeah totally you know yeah um and one of my favorite pieces of media transmedia is actually written by a cis man for his trans friend Oh, yes. Um, it's the song Salt by Bad Sons. Bad Sons, first of all, is like my favorite band in the entire world, and I love them. Um, I had never heard of them, and I'm so glad that you sent me the song because it was so yes. beautiful and like, oh, I loved it. Yeah. So um, the first verse is stuck inside of the wrong frame. I don't feel attached to this name. My body I must reclaim with different eyes and no shame. Ugh. And. Yes. Yes. When I first heard it, it was so weird because when I first heard it, I was like, that's kind of like a trans thing. (laughs) And then I like read into it more and I was like, wait, like this is legit. Like, like it's that's on purpose. Yeah. And, like, you don't hear a lot of songs that deal with, like, the raw nature of being trans. In such a Um, way that's, like, I will reclaim. Like, so affirming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely affirming. Um, But also, like, recognizes that it's difficult. It's... Mm. And... Like, it takes... I think that's why, like, Elliot Page's realization that he's trans is just so powerful because that realization for every trans person is just, at least for me, was scary. It was so scary. And new. Yes. And kind of exciting. Yes. I think about the moment when I learned what non-binary was and I was like oh shit that's me that is me and it was like somebody called my name for the first time it was like realizing that all of the things that I'd been struggling with and my dysphoria and trying to find myself you know it's like I'd been in costume my whole life and I finally got to take the mask off and see what was underneath and yeah, it was so scary. Um, I have a partner, and he's cis, and I was very concerned about telling him, but he he really was there for me. He showed up and showed me that, you know, you can be yourself and people will accept you. And that is yeah. something I feel like more trans people need to hear, you know? And finding those people who will tell you that is invaluable. Yeah. And also, this song is an example of cis, like a cis person writing media with the help of trans people. And like, writing it as a love letter. Yeah. Um, I... Um, not going to get too much into my personal life because I like being anonymous on the show, but, um, yeah, (laughs) I was talking to a student who is doing research. It's a, it's a queer cis student doing research in the trans field 
And I was like, it's so nice to see people step up and try and help trans people, even though it's hard. Like I admit that it's hard. We're a hard community to please. And there's a lot of us who will judge you no matter what you try and do. Um, I yeah. like to think that we've grown to be more open-minded. Um, and, you know, I was like, it's brave to just like, as a cis person, want to help trans people and dedicate your life or dedicate your work or dedicate even a song, you know, like you're going out of your way to lift someone else up and we need more of that as well. So I, I love that part of the song's history. And I think it's such a beautiful, it's such a beautiful like honoring of a trans friend. And we really, I love, I love to see it. I love to see trans people being honored, just like that sign in Halifax, Nova Scotia at Elliot Page's high school. Yeah, like, definitely. I don't think enough people understand that like I get a lot of re- I got a lot of this response when I came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like I'm transgender non-binary. I prefer they they didn't pronounce it. People are just like, "Oh, okay." Like they didn't know what to make of it, so they just pretended like everything was fine. It's not You don't have to sweep it under the rug either. Like you don't have to pretend like it never happened. Cuz like it is a big deal for us to come out to someone and to um be vulnerable like that and and basically you're just saying this is who I am and if you choose to accept me and want to have a relationship with me this is how you need to address me and for people to be congratulating Elliot and seeing that pot like going the extra step of making a positive announcement like it's not enough to just say oh okay you're trans going that extra step to congratulate someone or to make them feel like hey I know this is a big deal for you I see you that says so much. And I only hope that we see more and more of that as more people come out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> For sure. Uh, I do love that song, though. That video was yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, so good. Yeah, check and out I'm that. Not quite Everybody sure. should watch that music video. For sure. I'm not quite sure if... I think it was a friend struggling with their gender identity. I don't know if it, there was a trans woman, but the video is about a trans yeah. woman. That's well, also in the comments. Um, it's, it seems like that's what um, it was about as well. So I think that's correct. But if we are incorrect, okay. check the YouTube video comments for the facts, because we all know that that's where the facts are. <laughs> well, that's why I first heard it. So, yeah. um, but I'm also probably sure that they didn't include the gender identity to keep from outing the person. Uh, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Nobody so, likes to be outed. This is just a general rule of thumb. Don't fucking rule. out anybody. <laughs> to all of the people don't out there who it. know somebody in the closet, who may think somebody's in the closet, don't fucking out somebody. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. <laughs> um, speaking of people who are out, though, we thought it would be fun to kind of wrap this episode talking about our favorite trans celebrities because there are so many now we get to like with Elliot's news I was like um yeah it's it's just another it's another celebrity coming forward granted I think having a a AFAB person in the spotlight um is great Bex Taylor Klaus is another AFAB celeb I think about when I think of you know icons as trans celebs who are out who like um you I just the first time I saw them I was like oh I identify with you like I I see myself there yeah want to hear a funny story of course always um 
So my bi awakening was thanks to Bex's Taylor class. <laughs> That's amazing. It was before they came out, but as like um, as trans, but still, it, that doesn't matter. But um, but it was really funny because I was like, man, they're so cute and funny. Like, what the fuck? They... And then I was like, wait a second. <laughs> oh no! Wait, they're hot. Oh, oh no, they're hot. <laughs> oh no, they're hot. Um, I that's so funny because. Bex plays a character on a show called Voltron. In the show, Pidge's character is, she's trying to rescue her brother. So she disguises herself as, you know, a boy based after her brother, um, which spoke to me because I have an older brother and I always wore his clothes. When that happens with her character, like there is this outing where um, she, the other characters on the show find out that she's a girl and not a boy. And she basically keeps her appearance and her name at the time. Like, there's this one episode where before she's out... I th- no, it's after she's out. Or is it before? When is the Space Mall episode? She's not out by then, oh. is she? Because, like, that episode, there's two bathrooms. I don't think so. And they're, like, alien. But that's season two. I think she comes out in season one. Because it's early. It's pretty early on that they find out that Pidge is a girl. And anyway, in this episode, she's looking at these two bathrooms and one's got a pink alien symbol and one's got a blue alien symbol. And she's like, doesn't know which one to go into. And I relate to that so hard. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. I related to that confusion. And so, yeah, Bex was a big part of that, whether they know it or not. And I think, I, I don't know, I like to think that they enjoyed that about their role on the show. And also, like, subsequent fan fiction just took that and fucking ran. <laughs> Yeah, we did. We did. We did that. We did that. I've gotten shit. The one thing Voltron did for us was giving us gender-confused Pidge. Somebody did point out that at the end of the show, Pidge does have long hair again, and that they kind of were upset that um, she's not androgynous anymore. But then I was kind of like, no, that's how I feel. Like, I cut all my hair off, and now I'm letting it grow back because I realized I love my hair. Um, Yeah. It's and also back to that androgyny is not always non-binary and vice versa. So true, so true. So you can be non-binary and have long hair, just like uh, JVN, another trans uh, fucking icon. Angel. Yes, um, JVN uses all pronouns. We learned in researching this episode, which is amazing. Yeah, shout out to people. I learned who that today. Just want to use whatever. Shout out to gender fluid people. Shout out to people who are like agender also, who you're like, I don't care because I don't have a gender. Oh my. Yeah. Well, there's a. Keep going on JVN, and then I'll talk about a TikToker that I love. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Well, I just I feel like JVN when I first, um, when for, queer I first came out. Like, that was a show where my friend group, because my friend group is pretty much all queer, was one where we were, like, identifying with different characters. And I identified with JVN as a gay man. And I was like, oh, my God, that's me. I'm that person in our friend group. Um, And I, when they came out as non-binary, it was just like, oh, my God, they get it, too. Like, you are too powerful for one gender. Like, you just can't be held back by such labels, you beautiful human. You're too powerful. (laughs) I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. Um, The the raw energy and the raw power that JVN exudes is just amazing. Normalizing long hair. He still has a full beard. He wears skirts. She wears heels, they wear whatever they want, and it's just, like, such a beautiful, yes, 
Yes, yes, yes, yes. It's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> tell me, we love it. We love to we see it. We fucking love to see it. Um, but tell me about your TikToker now. I'm super curious. Okay, so there's an agender TikToker named Bucket Brown, uh-huh. I think is how you say their name. Mm-hmm. But um, I love them. They're gorgeous. <laughs> they do cosplay. And that's their job. Like, they're, I'm pretty sure their job is just be a cosplayer. That's amazing. And, like, do makeup and do costumes. That's amazing. It's amazing. And, um... That reminds like, me of also the, the child of the Argentinian president or prime minister. They're non-binary cosplayer as well. Oh, tight. Yeah. Um, so, but in, in their bio, it's very clearly, like, I am not a woman. Like, do not. Like, I'm a gender. Yeah. That's amazing. That's it. And, like... Um, whenever they dress like feminine, because a lot of their costumes are feminine, mm-hmm. um, and like they dress like a fairy, and like it's so cute, and I love it. That's amazing. Um, Who doesn't like to be cute though? It, I was so nervous when I first came. I, I was know. like, I love sometimes being cute. Who doesn't want to be cute? <sighs> Everybody wants to be cute, whether they say I mean, it or no, not. My gender is cute. Yes. Like, that's who I am <laughs> as a person. My gender so, is pastel. Um, uh, I don't know. Make of it what you will. <laughs> Make of that what you will. <laughs> um, yeah, so I really, really, um, I just really love their content. And yeah. um, they do beautiful makeup, uh, beautiful costumes. So good. Like, it's just incredible. So, the talent. The talent. The sheer the talent. Skill. The sheer. The, the raw skill. The raw talent. power. Amazing. We'd love to see it. So. Yeah, we love to see it. And I think makeup, like, a lot of AFAB people reject makeup because it's such a feminine stereotype, but makeup is super fun, and I love doing makeup from time to time. Although I will say there is part of me that after I do, like, a full face of makeup the next day, I look super fucking butch. I'm like, okay, where's my plaid? Oh, yeah. I have to, like, swing. Like, the pendulum is just, like, constantly swinging, but then I'm trying to find a place where it rests in the middle, and I'm just, like, a Ken doll. Like, I have nothing down there. It's just, and you yeah. can just like fucking be fucked, and it's just like a beautiful gender euphoria. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes for... you gotta do it for the culture. And that's how no. I honestly, that's how I felt about Pose when I first watched it. I was like, I have to do this for the culture because Pose seems amazing. And then I started watching it, and I was like, holy shit, this show is so good. India Moore on that show plays Angel, and I was like, this is the most beautiful human I've ever seen in my entire life. And I started following them on Instagram and learning more about them. And, like, they were in the Savage Fenty fashion show this year, um, which is great because I love to see, like, normalizing trans bodies. Um, They actually, we were talking about Cyberpunk 2077 a little bit ago, and they were playing it, and they were like, you know what, like, I actually do appreciate that I can, like, be a trans person in this game. Like their their huh. their gender expression matched what the game could do, and I was happy to see it because we've yeah. we've talked shit about that game for its what what it's done, um, and I'm sure if anybody Google's Cyberpunk 2077 transphobic, like you'll find it. You know, we don't need to talk about it. You'll find it. But I saw that ray of positivity, and I was like, you know what? Even when there's a shit cloud, there's still a fucking silver lining. Yep. That's true. And I I hadn't heard that. So I'm glad that at least one trans person was like, this is, I was able to get something out of this game. So good. Definitely. Ugh. But yeah, I think we're just getting more and more trans rep 
and it's diversifying. You know, it's not just the same androgynous person. It's, you know, the people we've talked about, it's people like Sam Smith. There's something really eloquent, I think, about finding these different moments of trans reality where you've got some trans folks who are really strong activists and you've got some trans folks who are, you know, really famous actors and you've got some trans folks who are, you know, stylists and writers and, um, you know, singers. And it's great that we can see such a diversity within transness now. Um, it's, it's just nice. I think that's one of the beautiful things about where we're at in terms of labeling who we are and being able to find our own gender identity, being more comfortable also with the fact that gender identity can shift and like it's really nice to see people just be more open and positive about having a good you know experience with their own gender identity yeah for sure we Definitely. love to see it plus the fashion we love to see it plus the fashion we need more trans oh, the celebrities fashion. to push the fashion forward because like we there's so much opportunity for trans fashion and I feel like mm-hmm. right now it's just like, oh, look at this baggy thing. It's transgender. <laughs> like, no, uh. no, we don't want, we don't want androgyny. We don't need that. Just like design me a pair of gentlemen's slacks that fit a female form. Like, it's not that hard. Or not even a female form, just a curvy a one. Cur- a curvy form. Yeah. Please. We'll get there. Because I hate, I literally, oh, God, me and a pair of Levi's. <laughs> Whoever fucking cracks that nut, though. Yeah, they're going to... Well, I mean... Or a, a pair of affordable. Mm, that's true. Because there are companies that do that, but they're yes. so expensive. I ordered a suit from one of those companies that shall not be named, but I'm sure you've gotten Instagram ads because I was I was looking for a suit because I was officiating a wedding. And it got to me, and it was so trashy, and it didn't fit me at all, and I was so disappointed. Like, ugh, it was terrible. And I That's was like, awful. And I was just like, this is not, this is not like, there's not anything not about this for. that's different from your, like your androgynous quote unquote suit. There's nothing different from that than like, you know, a fucking JCPenney's off the rack suit in the women's section. Like there's nothing, you're just delivered, like you're just calling it androgynous because it's blue. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'd like to see more, like more trans folks more queer folks claiming space in the fashion industry, really bringing, yeah. like, there are so many great, like, leather companies and kink companies because I feel like there's a lot of overlap with the queer community and the kink communities, and there's a lot more freedom of expression there sometimes. So, yeah. like, I'm just seeing a lot more, like, I don't know, different types of trans apparel, and I am about it, and I, I want to see more. Yeah. Yes. Because yes. I need things that fit me. Yes. <laughs> Madewell actually has some really good button downs that are made Ooh. for people who have hips. Good to know. So they're expensive. I do have hips. But if you can catch a sale, then oh, it man. really helps. I love a sale. I love a yeah. sale. Um, need well, to figure out how to thing... get sweat stains out of things. but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing about talking about clothes, though, is because it kind of ties into what we're talking about next week which is Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. Because Animal Crossing is a great place for, like, freedom of gender expression. Although you do have, like, a binary choice in the beginning, whether to be a female or male character. I chose male. I looked it up the other day. Um, oh. But I know what I picked. Aside from that, like, none of the hair styles are locked by gender. Like, 
you can just pretty much look and dress however you want. And so, like, I'm so excited to, that we're going to finally get to talk about Animal Crossing because we both have such a passion for that game. Yeah, for real. I played it every single day for, like, three months. Oh, my God. I'm about to play it every single day over my winter break. Nice. I played it in a hot minute. Um, a singular hot minute. But, yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, it's yeah. a pleasure to be back. It is. But yeah, so we're going to, next week, we're going to get around to that Animal Crossing episode. Finally. Also, just in time for all you newbies after Christmas. Yes! All the people who get our, uh, our uh, the holiday Switch owners out there who get those in their stockings or. So after your gift giving holiday. Yes. Should yeah. you have one. Should someone bring you a Switch because they fucking love you. <laughs> Should someone bring you a switch? <laughs> Should maybe it's your shit? Maybe it's your glucose guardian. We don't know. We don't want to assume. But whoever buys your shit, maybe they get you one, and then you get maybe. Animal Crossing, and then you listen to our fucking episode next week. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, yes, definitely. Thank you again for listening uh, to the morning announcements. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> We're <listening> already. <laughs>